The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. T Rich. That's double in the building. And yes, we are down one, Miss K Savage. We're sending out all the good well prayers and vibes, making sure she gets well and healthy, and we'll have her back soon. Uh, but yeah, we are the usual suspects. This is Flash Black Radio, and this is shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. Today's date is July second, two thousand and eighteen, and since we last signed off, a lot of shit has happened. I mean, a lot of stuff. They say that it's a big, rich town. <laughs> That's how we start. Okay. I just come from the poorest part. Uh, at this point, I think I'm more of a unusual suspect than a usual suspect. I'm, You're an unusual usual suspect. I can't remember when the last time I was on the show. We're, we're happy to have you here, sir. Oh, okay. All right. We brought angry orchards for your arrival. In my honor. Mm-hmm. And chips. Yeah, lots of shit has happened. White folks still calling the police for stupid shit. Let's let's enumerate the things since we had because we had um no we had um we had um the, the so park. We, um, the lady in the park for people grilling in the park and, oh, and watch. Oh, I know that's what I'm saying. That's the. I'm gonna we also start had, present and trying to move back with. So that's we what had I'm the, saying. The so we'll catch up today. That kicked out people having a funeral because somebody knocked over a chalice and he told them all to get the hell out of his church. Mm. Um, so we had that, and then he called the police to have the police remove these people and told them to take the dead body with him. So we had that. And then we had the lady that called the police on the little boy because he was cutting her neighbor's yard, and he accidentally cut a little bit of her yard. So she called the police on him there for was that. that. Um, there was the second uh, swimming pool patty lady. Hermit pool patty, who as they have dubbed her. Kicked the boys out of the pool and hit him about the face and, and not chest. the phone. And also, when the police came to her house, she like pushed a police officer into a wall. She pushed one into the wall and hurt his knee and bit another one. Um, but it's also important to note that she was taken to jail in one piece alive and unharmed. So that's the real important part of this story, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering. Um, how did we have this? This eight-year-old that? girl who was selling water. Um, who had a lady call um, the police on her for selling water without a, a license. Because, you know, all eight-year-old children have licenses to sell water and lemonade. Who then said, I did not actually call the police. I was pretending. And the 911 tape said, you are a lie. Oh, they got sus- subpoenaed by like a, a newspaper uh, to So then she her stepped down lie. from her business where she sold cannabis treats for animals. Yeah, so children are the target of rage, as you've seen part of the trend. And not to leave out the immigrant children who have been separated forcibly from their parents. Over 2,000 children were separated from their parents um, over the course of a few months. Um, and the parents didn't know where they were, what, what condition they were in. Children were basically held in cages, jailed, basically, for... Being the child of an immigrant. Come on, man. They gave them foil sheets. Well, I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, you know. Can you stay warm with the foil sheet? You good. And Melania was very concerned that they were making friends. So there's that. Yeah. So the biggest problem, well, not the biggest. I mean, the biggest problem is like the irreparable trauma that these children have suffered because they've been removed from their parents and in some cases put on a plane and sent to various parts of the country. Um, Oh, and an airline. The people, the staff are not allowed to talk to them and things like that. I mean, it's amazingly, it's amazingly fucked up. Um, and I, I don't remember. Was it a court in California that said like these kids have to be reunited with their parents um, within like thirty days or fifteen days. days if they're younger than five? Um, but it's also fucked up because they had these 
children going to court uh, by themselves. So it's all completely fucked up. But hey, it's not just America because Denmark is also hoping to make Denmark America great again. They have implemented um, rules for Muslim citizens where um, starting if you have a child, first of all, they put them all in quote unquote ghettos. um, And that's not my terminology. That's their terminology. Um, and are forcing them to participate in, uh, I guess, some sort of citizen appreciation bullshit or something. So if you have like a, a kid who's a certain age, starting at age one, they have to be taken from their parents 25 hours a week to learn about the history of Denmark, to learn the language, to learn some other shit. And if not, then they will like, you know, remove you from your housing and take your funds and possibly try to deport you and um yeah everybody's wanting to be great it's a great time to what about tariffs Denmark are they putting any tariffs on anything I think America's got that on lock it's just on America so tariffs. yeah I mean because we're not just speaking to an American audience <laughs> I just want to throw it out there first of all you know, shout outs to Brazil because y'all still doing it big on SoundCloud. We appreciate y'all listening out there. Obrigado. Indeed, indeed. What she just said. Um, I don't I don't speak any Portuguese. I, you know, but uh we appreciate y'all nonetheless. Um and across the world, South Africa, Australia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are other things to point out with regard to all the stuff that's going on in this country. So we can point out a lot of different things. Um, is there anything you would like to besides okay, so the tariffs. Um, What's interesting is our president has decided to... Who's president? He's our president. We ain't got to like him. Uh, He's the president of the United States. I'll go with the president. Okay. I'll agree with the. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him either, but he's still the president of the United States. He's the president. He's not my president. I'm not going to get into minutia right now. It's not that important. All right. So what I will say is the president of the United States. Compromise. Let's do it. Um... Decided he wanted to put tariffs on on aluminum, not just aluminum, but that's that's a very popular sticking point. And the reason why is in, in interesting to note is because I think twenty seven percent of the aluminum that we get is imported from Canada, which is a close ally. They are literally contiguous continent. So the idea that he felt it was important to uh, put a tariff on Canada and the European Union. While not on Russia or China, very, very odd, I would say. I don't. I don't. I just. I just thought it was. I thought it was weird. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. And so then Canada, because it wasn't just aluminum, wasn't it steel also? Yes, aluminum, aluminum and steel. steel, aluminium. So then, uh, Canada That's clapped back and said, "Your ketchup and your." Yogurt, specifically yogurt, because Wisconsin and Paul Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see, I see the petty shade you're doing, Canada, and I salute you. For oh, it. European Union clapped back too, if you if you will, and they put tariffs on a lot of stuff like Harley Davidsons. To which Harley Davidson minor applause said, "We're going to move over to Europe." Yep. And then Trump's like, "Don't get cute with us. Stay here and produce, like motherfucker. You are messing Davidson with our bottom like, line. You better produce these nuts, yeah. and like we out. Yeah, yeah, like like why." Like, we had a conversation about this not long ago, uh, Slim. And you might want to like reintroduce this line of thinking, what you were saying in terms of um, Trump's, what you believe Trump's rationale may be with regard to like uh, challenging any deal that's made or whatever to perhaps get a different, um, you know, a different outcome. Basically, saying okay, like any deal that's on the table, whatever is up for negotiation, you can rework that deal. You want to like the spotlight is upon. I mean, if you remember what you were talking about, it was, that was like three, four weeks ago we had that conversation. But. <clears throat> I don't remember, and I, I, I honestly uh, don't like to get his cat uh, a lot of credit for, for anything. But um, one thing he does do is, uh, we've talked about this numerous times on the show, he's a big fan of narrative. Um, and He may be clumsy and forceful with applying narrative, but he's successful with his base at painting a particular narrative. Um, I think and when it comes to negotiation, there is a negotiating negotiation principle. And if you don't care about integrity or don't care about people valuing your word um, or, you know, how people see you as far as honoring your commitments, then 
you can take something for which there is already an agreement and say, eh, I don't care about that. Let's just do something new. Paris Accord. And then yeah. what you do is, um, as a negotiating principle, um, I'm paraphrasing this because I don't remember exactly how it goes. That's cool. But if you're bidding um, and you throw out a and you throw out your bid and you bid crazy high or crazy low, and the other side of the negotiation doesn't laugh in your face, then it wasn't low enough or it wasn't high enough. Like uh, part of negotiation is just pushing the envelope as far as you can. Like we're going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for exactly. it. Exactly. Understanding that you're going to end up somewhere, you know, short of that. Right. That's just good negotiating tactics. Now, I don't think the problem is how he may or may not be negotiating. I think the problem is America has made commitments as a nation. And he's just coming in and saying, screw the commitments that America <laughs> has already made. It would be one thing. If As like, a leader, too. Yeah. That's important. It would be one thing if the time period for certain things were already up, had already expired. And it mm-hmm. just coincided with him coming into office and saying, okay, we're going to do this differently. Uh, we're going to take a different trajectory. We're going to take a different path. Uh, but that's not what's happening. What's happening is, you know, it took... How long did it take to broker the Iranian nuclear deal? It took a while. You know, it took a lot of back and forth, a lot of state um, department visits and stuff like that. Yeah. These are the things that happen when you're negotiating between countries, and especially if the countries are not necessarily on friendly terms. Yeah. And so. what, how long did it take for the you know for the Paris? You know, oh, that took a very long time. And again, we'd like to reiterate that there are only two countries that were not a part of the Paris Accord in the world. Just want to throw that out there. So you have all of these agreements that everybody would agree took all this time and all of these participants in countries to bring it together. And this cat just decides to say when America when America negotiates. When America negotiates, there's no just don't believe it. He doesn't understand how he's undercutting his own like position. When you undercut, as as a president, you are the representative of the nation. Unfortunately, right? and, and and also the free <laughs> world, because that's what we've we've built as a narrative. So, the leader of the free world. When you go in representing your nation, saying, "This is our position. This is where we stand," and then somebody else comes in behind you and say, "Nope, I'm representing the nation. We don't stand for that anymore." You not only undercut the previous position, you undercut your own position because you're representing the entire nation. You're ruining the track record of the nation as a whole. So I I take it from two positions. I see kind of what Trump is clumsily trying to do. um, And a broken clock is right twice twice a day. So I mean, unless it's electronic and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, sometimes like he may, there, there are times when he may, like, you know, he may get something like half right, like with the tax cuts, there's like some short term benefits to some people with the tax cuts. Long term, it's gonna it's a terrible it's gonna fuck us yeah, up. It's a terrible policy. There's oh, no debt control. Level, yeah. A lot of stuff is not paid for. And the regular average of folks who are getting tax benefits, those are temporary and are gonna expire anyway. Yeah. Um But so, after he leaves office. You know, so, so yeah, you clear, yeah. so you can blame it on the next administration. So yeah, I don't. Know. I see what he's trying to do. I think I, I can't say for certain because with him, it's hard to be certain about you know any of the pretty much anything he says or does. But um, yeah, I just his philosophy is going counter to building trust <laughs> with other nations because that's how you get stuff done. You get stuff done with trust. Um, and but he is building a great friendship with Russia and North and Korea. North Korea yeah, yeah. So getting his axis thing on. Yay. Which is like again, like him trying to reintroduce Russia to the G seven summit. Like all these moves seem questionable. It's like why would you feel so gung ho about trying to cape for Russia? And Cape for North Korea and say such flattering things about people who historically don't have the best interest for people who aren't in their camp. And even if they are, I mean, Kim Jong-un just like killed somebody 
recently. No, no, but like recently, because the essentially there's a, a, a high ranking official. I can't remember his rank, but uh, I think it's the admiral or something. I could be wrong. I don't want to get his rank wrong, but he essentially after the 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 association or connection was made with America and things were loosened up or whatever, and North Korea and and uh, excuse me, South Korean and American group drills going to cease and. You know, North Korea can now do more of what it wants to do without America being breathing down its back and putting pressure on it. He was like, "Yeah, we ain't got to conserve fuel, so we're gonna go ahead and give you our extra rations to the to the military men and the the, the people and their families." And he's like, "Yo, that's an act of traitor, traitor. Um, it's an act of betrayal. It's like treasonous." So ninety uh, prisoners from a prison camp uh, executed the dude. He had like he basically shot to death. Which is actually light compared to like the one guy who fell asleep in a, in, in a meeting and was killed by an anti-aircraft gun. Hey, look, Trump said he has a he has an unbelievable hold on his people, and and he <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump wishes that. he had you know that kind of unbelievable. Hey, hold if on you guys people. are around, we're gonna have a military parade <laughs> probably soon after the white civil rights rally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, some some of those, some of those races, some of those, I'm sorry, you can't just label it's them. white civil races. rights. Some of those, you know, white supremacists. No, you um, you can't tell. Call some them of those that. incels. It's a, you know, you, but some of them are good people. That's just, you can't. There are very good people on both sides. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just. Mm-hmm. So, if you've been itching to visit the District of Columbia, we've got a couple of exciting opportunities coming up for you that you might find interesting. Just make sure that you are of the paler persuasion, or it might be a little problematic for you. D.C., the Chocolate City. That was. That was. It's more mocha. I think it's Neapolitan now. That's what I like to call it. Yeah, it's Neapolitan. Nah. Oh, the gentrification is real. Oh, yeah. Like I'm I'm house hunting in DC right now and I'm going I am now looking east of the river. What does that mean my- for people who are not from this area? Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> who predominantly lives? Who historically lives east of the river? So, uh you have a, a couple of major uh waterways um in DC. You have the Potomac River got the um, and you have the Anacostia. Got to say it with a DC accent, uh, man. You got Anacostia. Hey man, if they ain't from the area, they might they, they might not know what they are. So they um <laughs> You out Merlin? East of the, Merlin. He's from DC. Look, I'm look, from Maryland. Look, yeah. Mer- Merlin for everybody. Look, so not Cam. East <laughs> East of Virginia the Anacostia. East of the Anacostia, because of the way the geography is laid out, uh, you're usually talking about the actual neighborhood of of, uh, of Anacostia, and you're talking about parts, uh, the southern and eastern part of southeast, some southern parts of the northeast quadrant. Um, and all of these areas, the gentrification is just starting to hit those areas. And why is that? Because um, they done bought up everything else. <laughs> yeah, because it takes time. And the land you know? is cheaper yeah, in well, the southeastern you, you, district you, you, of Washington, D.C. Wow. So they about to move them niggas Hallelujah. out to PG. <laughs> you better find your way some outland over <laughs> or land over hills or Chevrolet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they living in like they living in Noma because Noma's a thing now. That's that's north of Massachusetts. Yeah, because they're like Avenue changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was walking through there. I was like, "What the fuck is Noma?" Yeah, it's, like, a, oh. it's a thing. It's on the map now. It's not a thing, but it's a it's on it's the a map. thing. So yeah, yeah. It's but a thing. so what's happening is like the whole U Street area. You know, Georgetown has always been Georgetown. Upper Northwest has always been Upper Northwest. Um, these were like the affluent areas of Washington. Georgetown was so Georgetown, Georgetown that Bama's from outside the area didn't think Georgetown was a part of DC. <laughs> Bama thought Georgetown was his own little, just little squatch. It's hard to get to. It's a sniff from Virginia. It's like right over the bridge. It's just like yeah, but it was just like it was like you know they they cordoned themselves off. It's like we don't want no metro because if we have a metro line like a train coming out here, we know what's coming after the next. That's why they wanted entices. But I digress. You know, southeast though, ladies and gentlemen, the part I was trying to get Slim to say or T Rich to say is basically it was it was it was hood over there. (laughs) It took a while to proliferate. 
Yeah, it's uh, hood now. It's good. It's, it's, it's still hood. Yeah, it, it's still some areas. There's still but, some pockets. There's always yeah, going to be yeah. pockets. In D- it's DC. It's always going to be pockets. The interesting thing, though, is that. Um, but we love it, though. You know, like Caucasians can move safer in Southeast than you can. I mean, I went. Oh, yeah, the, response the, rates? I was talking about they're not going to. The possibility of them, like, becoming some victim of violence in Southeast. Like, if I see, you know, somebody sees Slim and they see Becky, it's like, they probably come over here quicker if I fuck with Becky. So, yo, bruh, mm-hmm. run it. Well, my hope is that if they see Slim, they'll remember when I used to live there and then they'll just be like, I mean, not I still, Slim I still the person. Like I still have some people. But Slim is a D.C. colloquialism. Yes. Yeah, so I, I did. I it did. could be you right. or another Slim. Yeah, it could be any random Slim. Joe, you know, but recently that's my of, name, and then we get into that. That's awkward to me now because you know, but I never lived in Southeast, so I don't, really, I don't have any credit but, because of the um, because of the shift in the gentrification. While I'm looking to move into the city, I stopped. I haven't stopped looking in Northeast and Northwest, I'm still looking over there because there are properties here and there. But I'm looking more east of the river because the gentrification is taking longer to proliferate in that area of the city. I mean, it's but probably it's, get more bang for your buck. But you can get more bang for your buck. But and even more. over there, I'm I'm not just looking east of the river. I'm looking in my old neighborhoods. Like I used to walk from here to this bus stop. I used to walk from here to this church or walk from here to this school. And in my old neighborhoods, I'm seeing houses, you know, three bedroom, two bath, single family homes, townhouses starting to go for like $500,000 um starting price in uh new constructions um for in areas where I could literally give you a who got shot tour in those areas. Like I remember this this cat, he got shot and I, his cat got shot when I was right outside my door and I I could give Are, are you we that talking tour. about like felines or No, I'm talking about um I'm talking you know about putting up cat the... is another colloquialism. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah, yeah. look, sometimes I need help, okay? <laughs> like let's, let's, like not be, new, let, let's not be um, let's wizards know. training facility and it's going to be like a mm-hmm. some sort of um entertainment complex um right on the grounds of St. Elizabeth, so you do with that what you want. Which is it, uh, I feel like they're doing a few things on the grounds of St. Elizabeth's, aren't they? They are. They, 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 was there was there talking about putting a stadium there too at one point? It's not necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily a stadium. Um, it's a. It's like I said. It's the Wizards practice facility. It's a huge entertainment. It's a. It's a pretty big footprint mm-hmm. that they're putting up over there, and I think they're also trying to repurpose some of the historical buildings that they can't tear down. It's a lot of it's a lot of grounds over there to do stuff with, but I mean I'm I'm just trying to go back because I a I want to go back home. That's where I'm from. Um, I would love to own property. I always wanted to own property in D.C. Um, because of uh some uh because of some decisions that I had to make <laughs> at a previous stage <laughs> in my life. Um, I was not able to do that um, when consulting with other people with which I had to come to an agreement to make such a move. Um, Now I have a partner who is uh, all in favor of doing it. um, And now I have the financial means to do it. uh, But I got to do it fast because if I don't do it fast, I won't have the financial (laughs) means to do it. And I barely have the financial means now. Um, to do it, like yeah. I, I so gotta you, find a you deal. You need to do this for all of us. We're all counting on you <laughs> to move back to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's was how looking. it starts, man. We're gonna, we gonna start treating like immigrants, man. We're gonna like we're gonna send you, and then we're gonna like basically we're gonna come live in your basement. And <laughs> 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 we're gonna stack up all this money, and then we're gonna start putting down hey, down man. payments. As long as I can come, you know, chill in your large estate. Whenever, I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I isn't to. it like a mansion? It's I don't, vast I don't know what you're about. acreage. Look, look here, you know. <laughs> like I could be living here now, and he wouldn't know. He wouldn't even know. No. He would never see you. Never. You just randomly hear a random sound. And be like, oh, you know that toilet runs. Do I have poltergeist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, a whole person is living in your house, and you don't know because you have a last estate. A last. I combine large and vast. That means we need to move on. It's so a large estate. <laughs> Justice Kennedy. <laughs> Announcing his retirement. Wasn't really a friend, but kind of. It's probably better than the alternative that we're going to get. Oh, far better. 
Far better, because I feel like we're going to get something to the right of Neil Gorsuch. Look. As a suggestion. I am just not really, I'm really not looking forward to the red robe and the white hood, um, but I feel like that's where we're going. Which is real, because actually I just watched the first episode of season two of, of The Handmaid's Tale, and it's... It's still a difficult series for this. This is probably the most difficult series I've ever sat down to watch. It's, I think it's it would have been easier for me to watch a few years ago. Um, under different circumstances, under different yeah, administrations. Yeah, because it's like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, man, uh, where did they go wrong so that soon. I can like plot my course differently? Uh, basically, like, 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 what's up with the, that dual citizenship? That's what mammas need to be... <laughs> <laughs> Holling that uh You don't want to change the name my, to, to of Cameron, you know <laughs> under his eye. Yeah. Blessed uh, is the blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. Praise be. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> we're having very nice weather today. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So I'm just trying to get the, the talking points down pat. I feel you. So I mean, okay, so if you may not remember, but we actually discussed Kennedy retiring a, a few months back. This is a months ago because I was listening to the Karen Hunter show and there was talk of him doing it then. I remember where I was when I heard her talking about it. I was in Virginia, which I'm not a fan of. No offense, Cam. I love you. Uh, I was in Virginia, which I'm not a fan of. Um, and um, they were talking about it then. And I was like, oh, wow. Like If he retired at that point, like why wouldn't he just wait until like the midterms where there could be like a, a balanced way to like vet a justice because at this point there's enough time because I just don't have faith in the Democrats um, that the they'll Democrats actually obstruct. Yeah, and, and, Except for Maxine Waters, but she cannot by herself. herself. Nah. Well, gonna, so, I mean, she can't carry the balls for the whole Democratic Party. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get to that in a second, actually. So like, because I'm wrapping around to that. So, um, just taking everybody back, I want to refresh everybody's memory because this has been a little bit something that's been bothering me for a long time. Rewind to the last year of Barack Obama's presidency. He had about 14 months left on his uh, term as in his second term as president. And he nominated um, Merrick Garland for Supreme Court Justice. And the Republicans, as they had been wont to do and continue to do, outright decided that they did not want to even listen to or go through the process of vetting Merrick Garland and going through like an actual hearing and confirmation process, which is weird to me because if you hold the majority and you know you're not going to bring the dude across, just hold a confirmation hearing and say no and don't confirm the dude. But to say we're not going to even like hold the confirmation here and we're going to hold this up for a year until the next guy or gal gets in office is, is you know, ridiculous. So now we're in a situation very similar to that because before that, that had never happened before. So now that that precedent has been set, I'm very interested to see what the Democratic Party is going to do or the Democrats are going to do because at the end of the day, there's a lot on the line. If this justice is nominated and confirmed by Donald Trump, keeping in mind that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an octogenarian and she, I believe, has cancer. And there's one other person who's up there in years on the Supreme Court. Potentially, we're looking at not just two nominations from President Trump. We're looking at three to four. And this could dramatically shift things back to a place where like Roe v. Wade and we could talk about trigger laws, which we're going to get into in a little bit, which is very important to discuss. So going back to Maxine Waters and Maxine Waters has been very adamant about going to Trump, which I admire because she's been very, you know, I don't always agree with Maxine Waters perspectives, but she's been very much on point, uh, I think, as of late in terms of how she's been going to Trump and calling him out on his BS. Um, and I find it interesting that somebody like Paul Ryan who supposedly has nothing to lose because he's already announced that he's not running for re-election, is going to call Maxine Waters out and tell her that she needs to apologize for her statements of saying that you should protest 
the the stances and and the statements of the current presidential administration, but he's not once ever said anything about anything anybody in President Trump's cabinet or President Trump himself has said to date in terms of he needs to be called to the carpet for. So you were saying about Maxine Waters, I'm gonna step on my soapbox and let you pick that back up. The Democrats are assholes. They're, you know, dicks with no balls because, you know, they want to go out there and they want to implement all of these regulations and say, you can't do this. And, you know, they want to say, like, he's not my president when Obama was in office. And they want to, you know, do everything. And then as soon as, like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders gets thrown out of a restaurant, they're like, hey, apologize. So they're also pussies. They're dicks and pussies. Look at that. So go fuck yourself. And I actually don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. uh, Trigger laws. Shithole country. This is the shithole country. So, Mm. okay, so we were talking about The Handmaid's Tale. And I think this is something that we all need to start discussing. And I I think we really need to have a legitimate conversation about it. So, um... There are these things called trigger laws, and I was aware of these. And it's something that's like I have a I have a, a, a coworker um, that, that um, we have a lot of conversations about politics or whatever, and there are things that he'll refresh my memory on, or he'll he'll just bring to my attention. This is something he more so fresh refresh my memory on, but it's something I just and been I had forgotten. So, trigger laws are essentially laws that are put on the book in case something else changes in law above it to make that law that trigger law snap into place or it triggers that law. So in the instance of Supreme Court justice replacing who is now Justice Kennedy and that person's to the right, that gives a majority vote of conservative judges to be able to overturn Roe versus Wade. If that does happen, that means that there are four states currently and another three that are in the wings that are prepared to on the break, off the break rather, say that conception begins um, at birth. I mean, birth begins at conception, or life begins at conception. I'm sorry. I got it right the third time. What? That's not right at all. Not at all. I'm sorry. I apologize. Not at all. Um, that's I went to health class a if, long time ago. If birth me. begins at conception, that was yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize. I was gonna get it together. Ooh. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you call a happy mistake. Uh, so no, I'm sorry. Restating my, my point because it's sounding a little ignorant. I apologize. What I was trying to say is that conception, all that life begins at conception. So. With that being said, the moment Roe v. Wade is overturned in that event, there are laws that are going to say that life begins at conception, so abortion is automatically outlawed in those states. Not only that, that also jeopardizes access to what? Birth control. Which means like you, you, you just doing something like getting birth control is now something that is not something you can't do. So I'm I'm just I'm just not a fan of the idea of trying to legislate on woman's body. I'm just not, dude. And I just I mean Clearly I you're I you're not a Republican. No, I mean but here's the thing. I'm not mad at some people feeling like if you feel like life is precious, that's great. I do too. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if your politics are your politics, your politics should not infringe upon other people's livelihoods or their lives or their right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. If their decisions are not directly impacting you, you know what I'm saying. So, like, I understand why you have laws about uh, abuse of drugs and stuff like that, and you know, shit like that or whatever. And taken in the proper context, you know, they could be helpful to making a functioning and healthy society. But when you start doing these punitive laws based upon your bullshit principles or whatever about life is precious, but at the same time, y'all motherfuckers in the red states, I'm sorry for sounding like this, but it is what it is. Y'all the same ones that have the highest death penalty rates. How precious is life? I'm just asking. How precious is life if y'all jumping up on that on that bandwagon, yet y'all separating children from their from their from their parents? How precious is life when you justify the idea that children can be murdered in the streets for any particular reason as long as they don't look like your children? These are all questions that I have. Feel free to answer them, but do it intelligently. Praise be. Under his eye. We're having wonderful weather today. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> nah, man. This, this, I'm like, dude. You riled I've up, been, huh? 
Nah, look, man. I, you, I was you literally got your dander up, dude. Right? I, I mean, I was mad too yesterday when I saw Tariq was still alive. But <laughs> yeah, they should have been killed, Tariq. That's another story. But we will get back to that. You carried but that over into today. I literally just posted a story today. Um, there's a, a private school in New York. The tuition is forty six thousand dollars a year, um, and they are they are actively practicing segregation. In, in the school where they have homerooms that are divided among race. And their logic is that it gives students a safe space to communicate with each other and to get support and to commiserate. And might do like, how, how, how are we going to teach these kids that they have to learn how to appreciate each other's differences and learn how to like see that we're all human and appreciate each other's culture and all these different things if we're siloing them in school which is the, the primary place where they get a chance to learn about each other and not to mention that the way we have these these social social norms associative norms they're gonna silo themselves to a certain degree anyway so why are you pre I'm, I'm sorry so it's just it's just disheartening there's a lot of it's like just like you said you didn't want to talk about the I practice self-care and part of my self-care is limiting some of my um, exposure to the things that go on in this shithole country um, because it gets my panties in a bunch the way yours are. But I feel like I feel like in all sincerity, I feel like that's where shit went wrong in The Handmaid's Tale. I feel like there were enough people that just saw shit or whatever and it's like, oh, this is really fucked up and I'm just going to mind my business and focus on my shit. And I feel well, like well, it's not so much minding my business and focusing. I'm not saying on you in shit. particular. I'm right, just right, saying. Right. I'm I feel just like saying that's what happened. They're also, from a mental health perspective, you also need to be very mindful of how much you can actually take in, because there's a lot of this shit that at this point we can't do anything about. A lot of this shit could have been, you know, cut off at the pass. In the booth, in the voting polls, but people, people wanted to like it. not go and they wanted to vote for Harambe or do whatever. And so like there's a lot they of this that, that we they? can't change. And it's like, I'm not going to, I can't focus so much of my energies on that shit because it's going to drive me crazy. And I believe in self-care a whole hell of a lot. And I'll pay attention to the news when I can deal with it. And when I can't, I just focus on other shit like Drake's horrible album. <laughs> Which I still haven't heard. You ain't messing nothing. You know what's messed up? I still haven't listened to Nas's album either. Well, he's a wife beater, so you shouldn't. Oh, well, then I forgot about the... the Khalees allegations. The Khalees. Yeah. Her allegations were very detailed. They yeah, I'm... I, I, very detailed. I, I, I like to give the benefit of the doubt when I feel like it's it's feasible and plausible to do so. Yeah, that... I just I just felt like all the energy around I was like, dude, she like it was nine years you didn't hear anything and then kind of have a point like you leave when you that far along pregnant and just bounce and be out. I'm not listening to Nas's album for two reasons. One, he's Nas, and two, it's produced by Kanye. I still haven't listened to Tiana Taylor's album, which I would like to hear, but I can't because Kanye. So those are the things that I can like. I know my little seven cents a stream on Spotify ain't really hurting shit, but you know, it's my own kind of private kind of protest. And you know, that's those are the things I can do. Like hey. not go to Starbucks and not go to these other racist. Okay, so why not places. go to Starbucks? Yeah, why, why? I'm curious about why not go to Starbucks. You know, I really felt like their response was bullshit. It started off, we're gonna close the whole day and we're gonna go and have this, you know, racial sensitivity training. And then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you know, we went back and we looked at some shit. We realized we make most of our money in the morning. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna close like at, you know, in the afternoon. It's like, well, actually, we're just gonna close part of the afternoon. And have this racial sensitivity training. And then from the people that were there, they were like, yeah, it really wasn't racial sensitivity training. They really didn't want to have us involved as much, so much as they were just kind of talking at us and not even really talking at us about anything. So it's like, yeah, look at these optics. Look at what we did. We're going to close down for the day and we're going to lose all this money. And then they didn't. So, yeah, you know, I make my start. I make my coffee at home. Cafe Bustolo, you know, I fucks with you. It's really good. It's free. It's in my house. So those are my little ways of... Are you okay? Yeah. Those are my little ways of... Dumping lint out of my pocket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. I'm OCD. That I had lint in my pocket. You. That no. lint didn't do nothing to you. OCD. What? 
Michael Smith. Compulsive, compulsive behavior. Yeah, it's behavior. It's behavior yeah, yeah. You are not. You you your don't behaviors. actually have a disorder. You have behaviors. Okay. All right. All right. I yeah. just like you were you were saying though. I didn't expect this to be like focus on me just because. That's what I happens when like, you're in a room full of a. I didn't know there was people. a difference between uh, OCD and OCB until uh, the other day at the party when Portia brought it up. And I was like, oh, I said, I think I've been referring to myself as OCD all these years uh, inappropriately. I think I should have been saying that I exhibit obsessive compulsive behaviors. behaviors. I apparently that's, missed that's that why, conversation. That's why we, like you wouldn't that's why say someone is now. cancer. That's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to say it. It's easier to, to normalize it when you put it in uh, health terms instead of mental health terms. Because yeah, people yeah. are always like, oh, he's schizophrenic. Yeah, but you would never say, oh, he's congestive heart failure like no that's <laughs> not how this works people are not their diagnoses oh he gout <laughs> i gouty am out. <laughs> <laughs> gouty out i am gout um uh, yeah. okay i mean look <laughs> i mean i i, I, I america, so oh go ahead, uh, go ahead i was gonna say america america america's at a i'm not gonna say america's at a tipping point because that's a cliche but we do know that um, generationally, the world is gradually leaning progressive. As a result, what is happening is those people who want to cling to old ideas, who want to make things great again, as if there was some point in the past when there was this utopia where everybody was happy. It's no slavery. Yeah, there was this point in utopia where Luke white, where says white 1963. Guys, yeah, where white guys got like could do and say whatever they want without penalties. Mad um man. yeah that that was a time. So any any point in history that anybody says was great, it was great for one demographic and everybody else was uh suffering under their feet. But what's happening is all of these people who want to take things backwards instead of moving forwards, I think if they're not overtly aware, they're subconsciously aware that history is working against them over time. So they got to make these last ditch efforts. That's not just in America. That's all over the world. We're seeing like populist neocon governments pop up all over the world and it's not because the majority of the people want these people in power it is because enough people want them in power and honestly it doesn't take you know a majority to put them in power exactly it just, it, it just takes enough people who have this thought like they're a part of the club where they're not like um i was listening again to the karen hunter show as i was waiting to pick you up and Karen Hunter was going on a rant and she was uh, saying like, you know, like you're just thinking about like, you know, this whole thing with like, this is really about a movement for white men in power. And you think about like the Civil War, that was about wealthy landowners and the majority of the people who went to war for the Civil War owned no land and owned no slaves. In fact, it was over 90% of the people that went to war for the South were as they were poor. <laughs> they had they were no stake. For a way of life. They, yeah, but they had no stake in that way of life. They didn't. They had no benefit for that way of life, other than to say they could at least say in their minds that they were better than somebody else because that's what society and that's sometimes all people need. Like I don't need to notice how bad my conditions are if I can look down and see somebody's doing worse than I am. Concepts like like whiteness, like it's construct. Like nationalism, all of these things were constructed specifically to keep people who don't have divided so that they don't unite and, and come for the people who do have. Yeah. And as long as you do that, then you keep you keep the focus diverted away from those who want to consolidate power and consolidate wealth. And look. We can take we can have an academic discussion about it. That's fine. But real Supreme Court justices are getting nominated. This is not an academic discussion. And the cascading effects from somebody drawing a false equivalent and saying, for all her faults, 
I do. Let me tell you something. I am not a fan of Hillary Clinton. Did not want to vote for her. I am not a fan of Hillary Clinton. It hurt my heart. Her husband enacted laws that were directly detrimental. He was not the first black president. To my brothers. All right. And so, sisters. And, and sisters. And, well, I'm, I'm saying like black, young black men nah, but, were getting incarcerated. But it was like, also black women a, too. Yeah. It, I'm, I just, I just I'm saying statistically, <laughs> young black men were getting incarcerated at an unbelievable clip. Okay. Now, we have other discussions about how black men were treating black women. That's another discussion. No, we're just saying, but like, from a legal perspective, that was happening also to black women. A yes, lot of it, black women getting caught. That's all I was saying. It was, no. I'm, but I'm saying statistically. I'm saying statistically more, by an unbelievable rate more, all right, black men were getting incarcerated by Bill Clinton and his laws, third strike laws and all of this stuff. So I'm not a fan of the Clintons. Do I think Hillary Clinton is brilliant? Yes. I do think she's a brilliant woman. I think she's capable. Do I think technically, if you want to look on the merits, she was probably the most qualified person ever to run for president. Oh, ever. I I think. Okay, that's fair. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made for that. At least when you look at modern modern presidencies. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, I don't I don't know shit about Grover Cleveland. I don't know, you know, what he was, what his level of preparation was. I don't just I did. We didn't have. Uh, you know, CNN back then. Like, I don't know. But um, when you look at all that and then you still want to say electing Hillary Clinton would have been terrible because she's just as bad as Donald Trump, false equivalence got us into this situation. That's a Not part of it. being able to look at a situation and say, look, this is actually different. These two things are actually different. And yeah, do we have a bullshit two-party system? Yes, we do. Should we not just have a two-party system? Should we have uh, more options? Uh, should there be third or fourth or fifth parties that actually have... Should we not have, an electoral college? Yeah, should we, you know, do we have electoral college? Is that appropriate? Should that not... Is that not appropriate? All of these things are valid questions. Yeah, gerrymandering, redistricting, all of these things are, deli- are legitimate, legitimate discussions for you to have. But when you look at somebody and say, okay... Yeah. When her husband was president, he made some terrible decisions and she made some terrible comments (laughs) during that time frame. And her reactions to certain racially sensitive issues were not awesome and were not optimal. When you compare that person to somebody who was actually a racist, (laughs) dude, like legitimate. I'm not talking about like Hillary Clinton, who probably suffers from what a lot of people suffer from, which is implicit bias. All right. Everybody suffers from that to somebody who actually said like Mexicans are are rapists and drug dealers and drug dealers like the murderers. Somebody who said, uh, you know, white, their, their white supremacists are good people, you know, like these are just for somebody who, you know, on Access Hollywood tape say you grab women by the pussy. All right. False equivalence allowed this cat to get elected. Somebody saying, well, I can't vote for Hillary Clinton because she's just as bad. So I'm, I'm going to go vote for Harambe or I'm a write in Bernie Sanders. And as a result, this cat is the president now. And. He's already nominated Gorsuch. He's going to nominate somebody to replace Kennedy. And then they're they're bragging that they're going to get it done in in in, in a month. And then Lee already brought up the potential <clears throat> for there to be other nominees. And what do you think this country looks like if you have a conservative president? You have a majority Republican Senate and Congress. You have conservative judges in districts all over the country. And you have a what? Potentially six (laughs) conservative justices, seven conservative justices. That's how you get a handmaid's tale. That's how it happens, because enough people. Enough people 
decided to either look the other way or decided that they can draw a false equivalent and that's fine. They don't need to like take an actual legitimate look at a situation, determine pluses, minuses, pluses and minuses and be adults with your right, your responsibility and make a responsible decision with it. I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. Nope. I felt responsible to my daughter. I felt responsible to my countrymen and I felt responsible to fellow humans to not to do my part to try to prevent this orange asshat from getting elected. <laughs> so that don't do me no good now, though. I can feel good about my vote all I want. It doesn't matter because he's peace president. And real justices are getting nominated and real laws are being changed and real executive orders are getting signed and real children are being separated from their parents. So anyway, and real people are saying it's okay. I feel like T. Rich is looking at a phone because I told y'all I wasn't talking about this. I believe in practicing self care, so I listened and I commented appropriately because that's what a good therapist does. You just mm-hmm. she threw her appropriate shade. Yeah, I did. Where where it was but, appropriate? Like I said, self care. I ain't mad at you. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a shift because it. it what I don't want this to be is I don't want this to be overly oh well you know it's never too look look we always about a good time so well well, well, you know like you know like well well, no I mean LeBron going to the Lakers we knew that but I was like we got Luke Cage that's already like two weeks in now we got Power just came back. We got some things that we could talk it's about. Not making it any better. Tariq and Angela <laughs> are still alive. Well, most of the five characters. Five seasons in. Most and they're of the characters both are still alive. They still are, every trash ass character is still alive. Every, I think all there the was, characters need to There die. were two good people, one and a half good people on that show. Raina and that baby that they have shown a total of like 20 five minutes. Over the whole five seasons. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of Keisha, but I, that might be because I'm a fan of Lala. I'm not sure. Um, and I also like Joe the lawyer. I find Joe to be entertaining, but I also find him entertaining on the little bit of Entourage that I watch. I feel like he's playing the same character, just <laughs> from a lawyer perspective. Uh, but, turtle, <laughs> so, turtle I'll tell you what, yeah. that, that Luke Cage, man. Okay, so I, I do we, do we want to discuss it? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but you can I, 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 I feel like I like the first season better. Thank you. I feel like I like the first season better. Thank I just, you. Okay, I, I, will, I will make my statement as to why I feel that way. If you want to counter, that's, that, that's fine. The reason why, and I've actually started watching the, the season over again, just because it makes sure I wasn't bugging. Mm-hmm. But one of the major things that I noticed from the beginning of the show was the precedent that had been set for Luke Cage was already being turned on his head in such a nonsensical fashion. From Jessica Jones, when he was introduced to his own show, to The Defenders, he's been very much like steadfast in terms of his morals, the way he carries himself, his outlook, his even the way he uses language and how other people use language in his presence. All that shit was out the window in like the first two episodes. Like it's like like this saying nigga. I'm like like wait a wait a minute. Like okay, all right. Like he said it once for like emphasis in season one, episode two. Said it once for emphasis. Like you know, bitch, please. Like coming out of Luke Cage just felt like weird after seeing like the other times. It just didn't feel right, and so it was just like that. And I just felt like his internal conflict was just kind of like you like you you have daddy issues, which is kind of. So many men do. I mean, but it just felt like so. Like I mean, like like why wasn't this evident at all in season one or the defenders? It just it just goes it's counter to what had been constructed. I felt methodically leading up to like season two. I still think season two was good. I just like season one better. And I and I especially like the Jamaican like like you Yo, know shout out to Mustafa Shakir. Yeah, I um, thought he was good. I also like the dude who played I'm the sorry, Nancy. Can you? Just I was, stop I was for just a saying moment. the dude who played the Nancy. So was, if any of you, why are you rubbing your neck slowly? You know not why? yet, <laughs> women. I'm talking to you. If you've not yet taken the opportunity to see Luke Cage season two, watching it for Bushmaster. You're rubbing. 
is Don't reason know. alone. I mean, the season two is trash. Okay, let's just be clear about that. But there's a standout. Like and he did not right die. So maybe he'll be back. I don't know. But that. Uh, you look genuinely pensive. Check out his IG. He's a very interesting freestyle where he discusses some very adult things that are much applauded. Well played, sir. Go ahead. I'm going to say this. I hear all the points that you made. Mm-hmm. And fuck all I, that. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm not going to say fuck all that. I'm going to acknowledge all the points that you made mm-hmm. and say that it's just not far afield for me. Mm-hmm. It's in line with what I see with okay. people who acquire power and learn the capabilities and the limits of their power and sometimes become a bit intoxicated with that power and the shift that starts to occur in their mentality and their personality. And, you know, do, do I, and I ask myself this question because I think people who know me would tacitly agree that I'm a tacitly, they might, they might begrudgingly agree that I'm a moral guy. You're very nice. You brought me a beer, but I did, I did. But, but what if I got super strong and became bulletproof? Would I stay the same person? Oh, you'd be choking people out left and, and right. How <laughs> and, and if I if I did change, how long would that change take? It wouldn't take long. One so, season. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. Like I, I I just I think that when we see changes like this, it's like when we watch um We've had this discussion, like similar discussions about so many things because Lee and I uh, and the whole family, actually, we watch, uh, you know, we watch a lot of movies. We watch a, little tele- a lot of television shows. We have a lot of discussions about them. Um, and we have these discussions about, like, why characters make the decisions that they make. And um, sometimes you feel like somebody's making, like, really dumb decisions. But then I step back and think about, like, if this wasn't a show. If this was real life and people were experiencing these things for the first time, like in Walking Dead, when people are just starting starting to, you know, see that zombies exist and all this other stuff, you know, they they would make bad decisions. They would make confused decisions. So I think in Luke Cage, I think it's like a similar thing. Like it it was it it made sense to me. Even though obviously this is a creative choice that they made, they could have made a different creative choice or a better one. But because they made, well, you say better, I just say yeah, that. no, no, I just say that's that, a that, different. I like to throw shade. I'm just not good at it. I don't think. I don't Damn. think it was a bad choice, and I don't think it was poorly executed. Um, it it looked realistic to me. It looked like this is what could happen, and it even had more emphasis because he was so moral and he was so steadfast. Um, and he did like really, really stand for ideals that you could be proud to stand next to um and for him to become like started become intoxicated with his own power to get angry about how other people in the, in the neighborhood and in harlem were starting to treat and see him look at the avengers movies right look at how like these motherfuckers running around the world risking their lives saving the world from threats on planet from aliens invading the planet and what happens they want to lock them up they want to sign accords they want to blame them for protecting the world against dangers like what would happen if the avengers were like nah i don't want to kill any innocent people i don't want to make sure i want to make sure no innocent people get killed so i'm not going to do anything <laughs> i'm just going to stand off to the side and let the attack happen then what would they be saying? They would be saying, oh, look at these uh, superpower people not doing anything to help us, not doing anything to protect us. It's like a no-win situation. And Luke Cage is like, you got people in the neighborhood like, what you going to do, Luke? How you going to handle this, Luke? It's like, I, I just, I, it looked, it just, it looked, I could see the natural progression of what, of how that would occur. So. I agree with all the things that you saw. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they were bad things. Okay. And for that reason, I really like Luke Cage. I like the way it ended. I'm not going to spoil it um, for anybody. The twist of it, I feel like it's an ill setup for season, you know, for the next season to come. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next season. So I'm going to ask you one very small thing, both of you, very quickly. What did you think about the Iron Fist episode? I don't want to taint. I don't want to taint. 
So go ahead. You don't want a tank. I don't want a Don't tank. you have one? Yeah, but I, of course. Oh. We all have them. We all have a tank. Yeah. And sparkling um, clean. Taint, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I just thought it was corny and unnecessary. Uh, I I actually liked it. I wasn't bothered by him this time. I, I was I was as soon whenever they also. Kept, I'm sorry. As a quick disclaimer, I've never seen that. What is he? The Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. Uh, I, I think if you had seen Iron Fist, that makes sense. You would have found that I think episode Cam refreshing. Yeah. Tainted. Yeah. My view because he was like, oh, well, no, 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 no. And I think she just I, kept saying I, like, I'm yeah. the Iron Fist. Yeah, that's what he did. I'm and, Danny Rand, and I think and I'm the immortal Iron Fist, and that's that's what made it funny because they're literally they were poking jokes at it by saying, "Dude, you seem different." Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm centered." Like you know what I'm saying? So it was just like it was like okay, so maybe some of that was just bad writing. It was bad acting too. Yeah, yeah. but maybe some of that was just really acting. bad writing because it's like you know it was just the idea. Bushmaster was a great <laughs> actor, and he also really the dude brought who played intensity in and Cedric. To the to the character, yeah, oh that teeth sucking thing. Because he vexed me. <laughs> Why he vexed you so? Because him, him exists. Him vexed me. Because him exists. Yes. <laughs> like I'm I, gonna say him faster than you say him boat. <laughs> I think uh, if you stalks, <laughs> Mariah, Mariah stalks. Yeah. I don't I, know. I just did not like season two. One, I felt like it went on too long. I was like, y'all can cut this shit at episode ten. So you ain't like it at all. Uh, except for Bushmaster. Except for Bushmaster. So you, Bushmaster so you, you was liked the it. true shining star of Luke Cage season two. You liked it, but there were things about it that you didn't like, and so you thought season one was better. Correct. You didn't like it at all. You know, it turned into power for me. I was like, Bushmaster. I want everybody to die except Bushmaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was. Great. I feel like that. I do feel like that about power. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, um, I, I I'm not a fan of Ghost. I'm not a fan of Tasha. Tommy goes back and forth for me, but I just think Tommy's made so many dumb decisions. Like, come on, dude. Um, I just don't think the whole Kanan thing is working for me right now. It's just like, okay, I get it, but nah. It's forced. Like, I, I, I lost, Power lost me. So I haven't watched any. I, it's been one season, one episode so far for the mm-hmm. new season. All right, so I haven't watched that episode. I will watch it at some point. Feel free to spoil it. I don't care. Um, the only reason I'm watching Power... These trash-ass motherfuckers yeah. still alive. Yeah, I just want to be able to like participate in the discussions when people talk about Power. So that's the only reason why I'm watching Kinda it. Kind of same here. But it Power lost, turns into like, Power, hate-watching. They lost me when they locked 50 up in that building oh, and, it and was set on fire. on fire. After he had been shot. After he had been shot. And that mother and that mother got out. When they did that, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with power. I'm no longer invested in this show at all. But my people like to talk about it. So we do. I like uh, to be able to participate in conversations. I like to know what people are talking about. That's why that's the yeah, only reason yeah. why I've sat and watched a couple episodes here and there of Real Housewives. Uh, Real Housewives is quality television. That is a leap, sir. That's hmm? a false equivalent. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, I'm if, if they talk about if some if some if something is talked about enough, yes. If something is talked about enough, I will try to tune it and see what all the hype is about. Invicts, and and then you know, like, okay, it's not for me, or it is for me, or okay, I can do without it. But yeah, like, I I've heard so many t- people talk about. It. Eventually, I did sit down and watch it. But, you know, my wife watches Real Housewives, so I've seen episodes of Real Housewives. Tequila. I'm not a fan. Bushmaster or Mbaku. Ooh, why you do that to me? <laughs> oh man! You know Mbaku is like six feet five inches, and I do like me a tall glass of water. Hey, baby, he's Lord Mbaku. He is, and he's a vegetarian. Vegetarian, but also, I do like you know a a, a more melanated man. Mm. Mm. You know, talk about it. The black of the berry. Mm. Probably the more he's gonna hurt your feelings. But <laughs> <laughs> so, question: Do you throw Killmonger in that mix? Does that change it at all? The the math at all? Um, I think Michael B. Jordan is attractive, but I'm not like a ooh Michael Bay Jordan. I'm like, oh, he's an attractive enough guy. Okay, I think he's probably a little bit on short side. Well, he's like five seven five nine. I don't know. I don't know. He looks kind of tiny. I mean, he's like attractive enough to look at. Like, oh, look at you on that picture. All right. But yeah, like Bushmaster, when he was, when I saw him on the Instagram, so I was like, ooh. Bushmaster sound like a 70s porn. 
And he got those gray eyes. I don't know. Does he? I wasn't. Okay. All right. Wow. You was really paying attention, huh? You got that high definition, huh? HD. Instagram shows you lots of things. Um, so I had about five Bushmaster jokes run through my head when you, when you said that. I couldn't, I couldn't make any of them. I couldn't. The laughter the won out in the end. So, so you you didn't actually decide. You just you just you just enumerated. And yeah, didn't yeah. Decide. She stated the cases for each of them, but didn't make a decision. You don't have to make a decision. I just wanted to see. I just wanted you to experience a little joy for a few seconds. <laughs> That's all I wanted to she do. She said, oh, why you do that to me? <laughs> I thought we was friends. My goodness. Oh, I mean, man. do we have to choose? No, yeah. not really. I'm just saying. As somebody who lives in the almost sexy camp, I just like to see oh, what people, how people think. You oh, know, my goodness. About actually dudes that are actually sexy. That's what. Oh, it's boy. been so long. I forgot about this whole thing that I he did. did to, the, I started yeah. to roll my eyes. Yeah, about oh, that. God. No, it's a condition. Yeah. Invex me. Like I, I was, <laughs> why invex you? Why invex you? Because they exist. That's good. That's mean. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> that. Mean. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's a condition. Doctors diagnose me with. It. I'm almost sexy. Hey, so I'm in two cups of coffee. <laughs> well, how about the Italian? Uh, the Italian chick. He was like, he was like, uh, I don't like espresso, and she was like, that's because it's never been properly poured for you. Everybody was offering that man coffee. Hey. Oh, lady was offering him coffee. He's bulletproof. Hey. <laughs> Probably got a little dick. So what we're gonna do now <laughs> is just go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> Wowzers. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think they didn't put him in a pair of gray sweatpants for two seasons for a reason. Cause we you were know. Not <laughs> <laughs> gray sweatpants. Men's he was in like, wasn't he in like bikini something or ovens or whatever? Like when he's in Jessica ovens. Jones, I didn't bikini watch, underwear I, or something like. When he I in didn't watch Jessica Jones. I'm not who, interested in that broad. Who is bikini? Evans? Jessica Jones was actually good. The I, first I, season I nope. Was I tried to good. watch the first season. I was like, you know what? I'm not interested in you. Sorry. Okay. I'm not actually, I'm not sorry. I'm just not interested. Okay. So no. I I I enjoyed Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got. I haven't watched the second season of it yet. Okay. Luke Cage, I, I make time. Pace yourself. I make time for that. Yeah. So we're going to make time for ourselves <laughs> and put a bow on <laughs> this. <laughs> this is T. Rich. Sitting next to me is our usual, unusual, unusual, usual suspect. Yeah, I'm S-double. I can't really even remember myself at this point. I can't either. So we'll see. Lee Bennett the third, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. And signing off from the chairs, Cam. In the background. I just want to go home. Sitting in the background. <laughs> well, on that note, folks. Well, okay. All right. No, no, uh, re- you know what? Re- We're going to go. Remember, cause... remember, ladies and gentlemen, and check us out on all the places that you find podcasts with well, just about all because we still haven't worked our way on the Spotify, but we're going to get there eventually. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, ugh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Yeah. And also catch us on Facebook and the website and Twitter and IG, Flash Black Radio. Uh, if you want to search for us, it's Flashback, Flash Slash Black Radio. All right? Praise be. <laughs> Under his eye. Yo, stay blessed, stay woke. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. That first episode, man, I was like, man, why am I going to do this to myself? Again? No, episode 10. I'm pretty sure episode so 10 So it was bothered right. me because there was no trigger warning. Okay, well, okay, so... Don't say anything because I haven't gotten it yet. I literally just started the second season yesterday, so I'm way behind. I had to wait for all the episodes to... I don't want to have to wait. I haven't watched the second season. I don't know why they not...